And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. And thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England, always making us sound so good. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is I. I am the super producer. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts he is justin juice cannon boom boom baby juice this week's top of the cage is going to be just you and i but we are going to do it a little uh little themed episode here earlier in the day today we are recording on february the 23rd Somebody that we both mutually follow, and it was pretty funny how this came up. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp tweeted out uh, a question to his followers, and you texted me saying, hey, we should do this for our episode tonight. And I said, can I guess what it was? Because I knew exactly what tweet you were going to be talking about. So uh, why don't you explain to the people what Sean Ross Sapp tweeted out? And uh, I actually was scrolling through the Twitter comments and Twitter replies of his, and there was a lot of debate in the uh, comments about some people's lists for this. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't understand the question that you even asked. They were making like, you know, custom things like Johnny Gargano versus HBK. They're like, well, that never happened. They're like, oh, I misread it. Stuff like that. It's funny, but I'll go over the rules. Uh, He just said, he asked if you had to make an all-time WrestleMania card based on actual past matches, how would it look? You can only use each wrestler once. So no, you can't have HBK in every match. I know that's very tempting. There were so many match. Like it was tough for me just to pick one HPK match, one um Edge match, one uh Kurt Angle match. It was tough. It was really hard. Hogan <laughs> was there for me too. I had a few Hogan matches that I was going back and forth on. Austin, I had a few matches going back and forth on. Um, yeah, Edge Edge was the big one for me though. There was like three or four Edge matches I put in so many like I think Edge legitimately had one besides the women's match. Um had like one in every single category for me where I was like, "Oh, come on." <laughs> but in terms of the matches we are going to be picking, it's going to be two world title matches, two women's title matches, a celebrity appearance match, a match where a wrestler came out of retirement to work it. A match that saw the current generation of talent facing off against a past generation of talent, a tag team title match, a secondary title match, meaning intercontinental or United States, and one miscellaneous. And it can be either any of those or just a straight up one-on-one, any other stipulation match you saw at WrestleMania before. And yeah, those are the only rules. And like you said, you can only use each wrestler once. So uh, I'll let you pick where we start the conversation tonight, Juice. Let's start with the one other. Let's say that's going to open the, the nights off. I said I like Shawn Michaels in every category. Um, well, this is the one I landed on. And shit, this really shouldn't be the opening match. It should be like the co-main or the main. 
It's Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker WrestleMania 25. One of the matches considered the greatest of all time. So good that they had to run it back a year later. And it was also like a five-star classic with some of the most insane spots in wrestling history between two of the most iconic wrestlers of all time. Guys that, uh, I mean, Undertaker, I didn't like debate really like other um, spots, like, but he's one I definitely could have because he's had so many classics. And then Shawn Michaels, I already said it like every single time. Like, I want to put this match on or I'll put this match on. But I tried to think not just matches I love, but matches that uh, will break draws, matches that were important, matches like this one. And I think just kicking it off with this is a, it's almost putting myself in a trap, but it's not because there's so many great matches I have yet to, to say that are on my list. Yep, and uh, you made it easy. I also picked this match to be my one other because I figured I had to have an Undertaker streak match. You can't have WrestleMania without Undertaker, especially talking about past ones. And I also wanted to have Shawn Michaels. And there was a few Shawn Michaels matches that I considered. The biggest one was his ladder match against Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title. That was originally slotted as my secondary, but there was another good second alternative between two guys that I don't really think have other more memorable matches at WrestleMania, and we'll, we'll totally get there. Um, and then the other one I was considering was the triple threat uh, himself, Triple H and uh, Chris Benoit in their world title triple threat match. Yeah, I almost I had that as my world title for probably that was the first match I put down and I changed it the last second, but uh, we'll get the world titles later Mm -hmm. that we will. And I think maybe we can move on juice to our secondary title match since uh, I guess we're just taking the reverse order here of the list of as it actually was presented to us. And as I said, I almost picked HBK versus Razor Ramon in the latter match, but instead I went with another match considered one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time, especially at WrestleMania. And that was the Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. And as a wrestling fan that grew up in the mid to late 2000s watching that product, that was a match that I have always made sure to go back to because I've heard about the caliber of the match, how well both guys worked it. And I mean... Those are literally two of the greatest in-ring workers that have ever existed in the wrestling industry. Ricky Steamboat, Macho Man Randy Savage absolutely tore the house down. And WrestleMania 3 overall was a really, I guess, like well-portrayed WrestleMania in terms of like the caliber of matches. And I think that a lot of matches from that card could probably be put in this, whether it's in the secondary title or any other spot. I think that that match, though, again, a five-star classic, one that is great and if you are a modern wrestling fan i've never gone back to watch that particular match i would highly recommend that you do great match that was mine but i kind of want to change it on the fly i'm going to change it on the fly i'm going to do triple h versus owen hart because i want to have owen hart on my uh on my card great match i know i i think that's probably Owen Hart's second best match. And the only reason I don't have Owen Hart versus Bret Hart on the list, because Bret Hart's on it later, but we'll get to that. This is the match that really, you know, lit the way for, paved the way for Triple H's success. It was really his first like marquee matchup against Legend. Two just amazing workers, the technical master that is Owen Hart. And then just the budding super heel that, triple h's and uh it just paved the way for him and it also just really cemented his own heart as a guy who can work with anybody out there 
Yeah, so that's mine. The only reason I can't change it on the fly because um, I don't know. I don't want to copy you <laughs> too much, so I'll just change it on the fly. I'm sure at least three more of these are going to be copies. I'm. I would put. I'll, I'll put a firm handshake on the line that three that the three of the remaining ones are going to be copies. And I feel like this one is a absolutely obvious one in terms of the tag team title match, because this is where edge took the cake for me. I had edge and the original money in the bank. I had edge versus the undertaker for their world title match. At one point I had edge facing off against a certain legend that I'm not going to say, because I feel like if, if this isn't your tag team title match, it probably is one in a different spot, but I chose Edge and Christian versus the Dudley Boys versus the Hardys in their Trables, Ladders, and Chairs match from WrestleMania X7. Because my God, what a match that was. That's a classic. I, in my opinion, the best tag team title match that ever happened at WrestleMania. And I literally put in my notes in parentheses, can't think of any others. I think that's hands down. You can't debate that not being the best tag title match of all time because it definitely is, but it's not the match I chose. And it's because I chose land with Edge somewhere else because I chose a match that's very close to me for Edge for, for later. The match I chose for tag title, it was kind of tough. Like there's been pretty good tag title matches, but the other like great tag title matches usually are in WrestleMania. They're usually other events or mainly on TV a lot. But um, I went with it. I went old school. I went one that um, I watched before, but I watched today just to like really refresh myself and be like, should I put this on here? And it stands up. It holds up. It's British Bulldogs versus the Dream Team, Greg Valentine and Bruce Beefcake at WrestleMania 2, where the British Bulldogs captured the titles. Uh, great match. I think it's the first. I mean, the British Bulldogs were like a dynamic kind of like they were ahead of their time. They wrestled a style that we see now and they were, they were loved. They were popular at the time, but I think they're a team that would do better now than they did back then, but they still got the WrestleMania back then. And the, they just, the dynamite kid, British bulldog are just, I love watching them in the ring. I mean, they're suplex boys they're technical boys. That's my way. That's my style to watch. Um, it was a great match and seeing them get the win. It's also cool because British Bulldog is a guy I definitely would have been a huge fan of if I was watching live. So yeah, that's, that's my pick. I decided not to choose the match. I thought that was too easy and I knew you were going to pick it. <laughs> that was almost on every single person's in the Twitter replies. I think I maybe saw two. Some people were saying the new days versus the Usos. And I was like, I don't even remember what WrestleMania that's from. Like, let alone that that was even a WrestleMania match. And I'm sure people like you were doing it to put Edge in different spots. So um, I'm curious which category it ended up landing in for you, because technically it can be considered two of these categories, because I feel like I know which one it is. So why don't you just take it away with where it is? Uh, um, I mean, I've talked about this match in the podcast multiple times. It's Edge versus Mick Foley, WrestleMania 22, hardcore match. I did it the outer retirement match. I had it in the present versus past, but then I put different matches in present past, but I'm going to have to change present to past because I realized that I put Undertaker twice. 
So we'll get to that. But I do have a backup in mind. I, I won't have to think too much on that. But yeah, I did Edge versus McFoley. And I've said it multiple times. This is the match that got me the wrestling. McFoley and Edge are two of my favorite wrestlers of all time. They're just masters of what they do. McFoley is just so lovable. And I think for me, he's probably one of the most relatable wrestlers and people on TV in general. I've always just related to him. He's just so lovable. I just want to give him a hug and I want to give him a hug more. I want to after I watch him get speared into a flaming table I just, or getting thrown off cages. I just want to hug that man every time he takes brutal spots on uh, huge pay-per-views, which he does a lot. And this is, this is the first big spot that table saw. It's the first one that I saw. I know it's not the most iconic one, but it is probably the most iconic to me because that's the first one I saw. And really what opened me to wrestling and McFoley. I mean, we put it on our table, Mount Rushmore. Uh, I'm sure in WrestleMania moment, Mount Rushmore, it would be considered pretty high up there in terms of hardcore match uh table mount rushmore i'm sure it would be considered in a spot there too and i really 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 wanted to put this match it was actually the first match i wrote down out of any of the other matches any other stipulations or or whatever it was the first thing i wrote down but then i realized i really like that tag title match and i edges in it and it sucks that i can't pick it so i ended up going with one that was the literal only other one i could think of because I do truly believe there's only two. I mean, there there probably is more than two. I mean, there's three, actually. I thought of another one. The other one that I thought that I didn't pick was Chris Jericho versus the Legends, but I already picked Ricky Seamboat, so I can't technically pick that one. Um, but of course, I chose one from the most recent WrestleMania, a match that had no reason to be as good as it actually was, because both men in it are absolute masterclasses when it comes to the in-ring psychology of wrestling, and that is... Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold Steve Austin from WrestleMania 38. The story that they told, the match they ended up having, the limitations that they ended up working around was just phenomenal. I think that in a WrestleMania card overall, it probably would get a little lost in the shuffle, especially with us doing like the big hits of WrestleMania. But like I said, I feel like my options are pretty limited. I literally couldn't think of anything else besides that, but I think it's a serviceable match. And I think that Austin and Kevin Owens are both popular enough wrestlers that it would get a great reception from the crowd if they were watching it. And I think everyone would go home happy and not that it would be the main event like it was, but it would, it would make the crowd happy before the piss break or wherever it might be on the card. Now from the out of retirement match, we can go to the celebrity match because again, I had a hard time picking this one. But I went to the well again of WrestleMania 38 because I chose Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville because that match was, again, way better than it had any right to be. Do I believe that in this year's WrestleMania, there might be stolen by a certain influencer and a certain visionary? I do. I do truly believe that that could become the next best celebrity match. But yeah, I chose Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather was very close to being picked for me too, by the way, but I did not end up going that route. Um, that's funny because I actually went with um, I went with Sammy versus Johnny Knoxville, and then the one that I almost went with was also Floyd versus um, Big Show. And I also thought about Hogan and um, Mr. T in uh, that tag match, the one of the older ones, but that one I didn't have time to rewatch 
and then Johnny Knoxville, that's still fresh in my memory. That was just so fun. I think I'm like, you know, I already have so many bangers on the list. Let's just pick a really fun, hectic, entertaining match that I could connect with, not just as a wrestling fan, but I'm a huge like movie fan, huge like jackass fan, stunt fan. Love the jackass boys. Like, just remember just me and the boys just having movie nights and just watching the jackass movies and then i don't know saying we'll do stunts too and then we have no balls so we don't <laughs> but um yeah it was just a fun wild match as huge fan as johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. i'm glad i got Sami Zayn on there too because i love Sami Zayn. Yeah, him and Owens. I was happy to get them both on. I also want to give honorable mention to uh, Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow. I know that was one that I saw on a lot of people's lists. Um, but like you, I went with the one that was more fresh in my head. And the Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather, that was when I was a very heavy WWE fan watching a weekly. And um, I remember the build to that match very vividly and remember the match itself very vividly too. So it was it was close. It was almost there. But I, I liked that match from last year. I had a lot of fun watching that match from last year. Now, I, I'd say let's talk past versus present here. And I had, a, I had a hard time with this one. I had to sacrifice a lot of matches to pick this one. Like I said, Foley and Edge almost went here for me. I almost actually put Austin versus Owens here too because um, I feel like the out of retirement and past versus present are very like commingled in terms of like what you can choose. But I ended up going with a match that pitted Icon versus icon and no it wasn't a match that happened twice in a lifetime because that matches both of them honestly fucking sucked the build for them were okay but the matches themselves sucked and that was granted because both of them worked injured in each of those one matches but i ended up choosing a match that brought back hulkamania and i chose hollywood hulk hogan versus the rock from wrestlemania xxi because Good match, good crowd. Both guys were on top of the world at that point. Superstars. And it was Hogan's first WrestleMania match in 10 years. That is a wild, wild stat. That's the one I saw the most on um, Twitter for good reason. It was actually a good match. I For a person that doesn't really like Hogan, I remember the first time I watched that match, I was like, this is actually really good. This is really fun and entertaining. They did a great job. It was well, it was a very well worked match. It was just the showcase when you think of a match that's not like technically masterful. This is just well worked by both guys who know how to connect with the crowd. That's the perfect example of, of two dudes who are masters of working the crowd and getting the crowd into it, even though one's limited by age and one's limited by the fact that the four moves them up. No, but they're guys who know how to connect with the people watching because that's what it's all about. So I have I, I changed this so many times. I wanted to do HBK versus Jericho because that's probably my favorite past versus present, but I can't because I did uh because I already done John Michaels. <laughs> so no. So then my fallback plan was CM Punk versus Undertaker, but I did Undertaker because I just wasn't paying attention. So at WrestleMania 29, can't do that. Um, I thought about doing Rock versus Hogan as my fallback, but I'm like, you know what? No, let's. I'm gonna do something a little different here. I'm gonna do one that I'll have to defend as past versus present, 
and it's a recent one. It's WrestleMania 35. It's uh, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. I know they are both active roster. Why am I calling that past versus present? I'm calling it past versus present because at present time, Kofi Kingston was Kofi Mania spilling on this whole like uh, B plus player thing. But it was really callbacks to the past of Daniel Bryan and his first like world title run and the yes movement and him being called a B plus player. And there was kind of like Daniel Bryan was the, you know, the slunky underdog going in the WrestleMania of the past, but the present one is Kofi Mania. And I know Kofi is present too. And I'm really cheating here, but I think, I think that's enough of defense to, to count it. So I'm counting it. So fuck you, Bill. <laughs> They've the only thing I'm gonna say to you is when you say past versus present, it's normally a guy whose heyday came way before the other guy's heyday. And granted, you can make that argument like you are, sure. And I'm using it more like past versus present for storyline, and it's mainly because I just had to have a fourth backup because I don't want to do Hogan versus Rock. <laughs> Makes me a little sad knowing that um that, that's a world title match that I saw in plenty of people's world title matches too. Um, not that it is in mine, but um, it makes me sad to hear that there is another certain world title match that is not going to end up being on your list, but that's okay. Uh, uh, you know what? You defended it and um, you know, you, you had the, your evidence to back it up and I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, do I like it? No, because there's also tons of other matches. I feel like that are past versus present, um, but who am I? Who am I to ruin your dreams, Juice? But were they better than that one? I don't know. I don't think I don't think Cena versus The Rock were better. (laughs) And there's ones I couldn't use because I used people. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I think that we can uh, take all of that and let's transition to the two women's title matches. So um, I'll let you kick it off with the first one that you picked. First one I picked was um, Trish Stratus versus Mickey James WrestleMania 22. Another one of the like the first one matches. I remember Mickey James is still one of my favorite one wrestlers of all time. Trish Stratus, um, one of my first crushes of all time, <laughs> and a great wrestler too. Awesome, they're both uh, two of the greatest of all time. But uh, yeah, it was just a fun match. One of the first like great women's WrestleMania matches, matches actually given time and a match that wasn't like a Playboy pillow fight or like a, something a like bra that. and panties match. Yeah. Yep. And you make it easy for me. I also picked Trish versus Mickey at WrestleMania 22 because the storyline going into it was also really good too. I really liked um, how they were building Mickey. I really liked how Trish was kind of fighting this strange fight against a stalker. Um, but the story was fun. It was interesting. It got weird at times, um, like the vag lick or the grab and lick. But I mean, hey, women's wrestling in the tw- in in the uh, late two early two thousands. Am I right? I, but it's a great match. It is. It's phenomenal. Like you said, it was really one of the first times the women got got time, and it's something that I feel like should be looked back on more fondly than how strange the storyline was at times. But it was still a pretty decent storyline. I'll kick us off here with the second one that I picked for the women's title match. 
And it's one that I am sad that a certain four horsewoman wasn't able to get involved with, but it's one that gets three of the modern four horsewomen in it in a match that was really historic in terms of women's title matches because it really transitioned us from going to the horrible Divas title to an actual WWE women's title. And that was Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania 32. I think the star power in that match speaks for itself. The quality of the match spoke for itself and all women involved deserve to be in that spot. I also went with that one. And um, it was tough because I wanted to go if, if, if we didn't have, if we couldn't, if we could you reuse wrestlers, I really want to do that one. And I want to do banks versus Blair, but um, can't use banks twice. So I picked this one as the one banks match. Just kind of tough, but um, yeah, I I think my decision making here because I actually like the singles match more. What made me think is like you know I don't really have any triple threat matches, and originally I did in the world title match, but I deleted it. Now to say it since I already announced the person who's I, I originally had Benoit versus HPK versus Triple H because that's prob that is my favorite triple threat match of all time. And that wasn't my world title, but I moved it because I wanted the HPK Undertaker match. And then, uh, yeah. So, and then I was like, I still want a triple threat match because triple threat matches are, I don't know, as a simple stipulation match, it's one of my favorites. I love a good triple threat. I always get into them, even if they're not that great. I, I look upon most of them pretty fondly, pretty charitable in rating them. So, yeah, that's the one I chose. Fun match, three of the best woman wrestlers of all time and it's kind of crazy that four or five of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time are doing it in WWE right now so we'll probably get more classics that could be debated here in the spot yeah and i think the banks belair shout is really good too that was one i definitely considered i also considered the ronda rousey versus charlotte versus becky triple threat but i went more for what the historical meaning of it was rather than um me being happy about the results and um i i guess juice that will transition us into our last two matches of our wrestlemania card and that is the world title matches and i i was a little shocked and a little hurt personally when you were saying that there was triple threat matches in wrestlemania history that you couldn't think of you couldn't you couldn't think of another one and what i was curious about is that you went on the fly to put Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston as your past versus present, when literally one of the greatest WrestleMania moments ever was decided in a triple threat match that saw Batista face Randy Orton and face that guy called Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30 that was like legitimately as a child. As a young wrestling fan, one of the greatest wrestling moments I watched on pay-per-view live during the time. I remember being such a big Daniel Bryan fan. I remember being so happy and so pleased with the title, with the result. And I think the ending shot of Daniel Bryan standing on the announce table, holding both those titles up as confetti rained and the WrestleMania 30 crowd cheered him on was just beautiful. So that is... Uh, it's a great match, and it well, it's one of my great, it's one of my favorite moments. Him, Daniel Bryan winning, and that's probably my second favorite WrestleMania. And it's mainly because of 
the two Daniel Bryan matches because he also had the Triple H one to open the card to earn that chance in that triple threat. Um, yeah, I, I didn't put there just because with my world titles matches, I decided to, I wanted one happy moment of just the baby face getting his, getting his finally. And I wanted one of uh, the fan favorite kind of losing and getting beaten down. And the one I beaten down, the, the tough world title match was Stone Cold versus Bret Hart in the submission match, no DQ match, where Stone Cold was just brutalized by Bret Hart. I feel like there's a lot of great matches that are just very one-sided that the fans, fans uh, if it's good storytelling, a lot of the fans will look on that fondly. I'm one of them, but I'm also friends with a lot of people that watch wrestling that matches like these that are very highly reviewed they don't like um just because they you know they they think of it more as the sports side rather than the storytelling side unlike me and you because you look like storytelling you you lean to storytelling too but i thought this was a master class in storytelling and maybe those friends that don't like one side matches don't like this match as much as most people but i do i just watched it today rewatched it again I always like to rewatch it every few months. It's just a unique stipulation for a match, for a world title match. Uh, Ken Shamrock was the ref, and I, I'm a big Ken Shamrock fan. So I wanted to sneak him in there because he wasn't going to make it in there with a match. So I put him in here. I had to have Stone Cold on the list. I haven't had him so far. And this is the match that really personifies his toughness character, but also it shows personifies just the master technician that is Bret Hart. And I think it's not just a master class in storytelling. I think it's a master class character building and character development in in so many ways. And I think that's why I I I had it here instead of a Daniel Bryan triple threat. Sorry, Bill. So I'm gonna let you finish, but Juice, that was not a world title match. Yeah, it was. Was it not? No. I'm going to let you finish, Juice, but that was not a world title match. The world title match from that card was Psycho Sid versus The Undertaker. There wasn't two world title matches? Nope. There was only one world title in WWE at that time because WCW did not get bought by WWE yet. That's my bad. Just felt like such a big match. Delete that then. Fuck. You know what? Uh, Fuck world titles. <laughs> By my own rules. Should it should have been the world title match? I I do know like the history of it. Like it should have been the world title match yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. And that was the third to last match. I just I even watched it today and kind of forgot it wasn't a world title match. That's why I was like, I you started talking and you were saying that you watched it, and I was like, I did watch it, and I, I just like the beginning. The thing is though, when I watch rewatch matches. I skip the entrances and I skip to the after the belt. So I didn't see him put the, the belts up. Well, in this case, not put the belts up. All right. Um, all right. I'll just pull a wild card here. Delete that. I'm not deleting it. All right. Well, I'm going with Stone Cold versus um, The Rock. WrestleMania 17 because that is a world title match. That's a good alternative. And that's a good alternative, too. <laughs> No, no, man. This Nelson Mandela effect on me. I don't know. 
Not really, because that's no one ever thought that that was a wolf tail match. Just me. I mean, I I'll, I won't lie to you. I, I totally looked that up and totally was like, wait, this wasn't a world title match because I also thought it was a world title match. But um, nope, it wasn't. It's just weird to think that it's because the actual world title match that year was so underwhelming. <laughs> that WrestleMania overall, WrestleMania 13 is considered one of the worst WrestleManias, and it's only saved by the Austin Hart match. But yeah, um, yeah I hey. I, I it was a great match and it should have been a world title match so I won't I won't but knock not, you for that so I deleted, but it's but it's replaced with a different gold match but it's not um and then my second world title match that I ended up picking is one that I actually thought that we were going to align on and I'm a little surprised that um we didn't and that is Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero from WrestleMania 20 because I still have one more world title match <laughs> oh. Well, is that your second world title match? Yep. <laughs> I right. said happy moment. <laughs> that was a happy moment, Juice. That was a happy moment. I'll let you take it away. As the Eddie Guerrero fan, Juice, run us run us through that match. So you, you, you need it. You need a little pick-me-up here, I think. I think that was a match that uh, I kind of wish Eddie didn't win the title two months before and he won it on this match. But that's not how this worked. Uh, you want it in that just surprise decision uh, match against Brock, which set up Brock versus Goldberg. So the world title needed a match, and it was Eddie versus Kurt Angle. Uh, dream match to the best in-ring um, competitors around. And even though Eddie was the baby face for the match, he still wins lying, cheating, and stealing because that's the Eddie Guerrero way. It doesn't matter if he's a baby face. doesn't matter if he heel. He's going to cheat because Viva La Raza, lie, cheat, steal. That's what he does, man. Uh, and it's still happy moment. Dude wins by cheating. <laughs> Got a funny roll up. And it uh, doesn't matter that the crowd just explodes. And um, that is my favorite WrestleMania moment. My favorite WrestleMania. That's my favorite wrestling match of all time because um, – I'm a huge Eddie Guerrero, Mark. And yeah, I mean, the ending of both. I mean, I know Benoit's, you know, we can't talk about Benoit too much anymore. But when I was a kid, Benoit and Eddie Guerrero, my two favorite wrestlers. This is a big reason why they're two of my favorite wrestlers watching the ring. So uh, when they like held the titles together at the end with all the history that they had, I like cried. <laughs> and yeah, Eddie Guerrero. This is this is the match that would end my WrestleMania. I said ended in a happy moment yep. instead of the sad one of the match that wasn't a world title because I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, and I agree with you. I, I think this match was worked by two guys who are absolute legends when it comes to in-ring work in terms of being championship caliber. Um, the feel-good moment always helps. And the end, like, I just love that it's just Eddie slips through the boot on the ankle lock and, and picks Kurt. Like, because Kurt Angle doesn't make mistakes. Like, that's one of his biggest wrestling, uh, I guess, like, character armor or uh, plot armor is that Kurt Angle doesn't make mistakes in the ring. And it wasn't a mistake. It was just Eddie pulling a fast one. The boot slipped off. Eddie wins. Can yeah, it, great moment. I think that it's one that was also resourceful because it's a great championship match and doesn't really use guys who are like known for other bigger WrestleMania moments. 
like kind of like the same thing with um like macho and steamboat for me like yeah you could do the macho man versus um hogan or you could also do steamboat in the legends match versus chris jericho because he was the one that carried that whole match for the legend side of things but yeah great match eddie versus kurt and uh i think it would i i probably would close out with the brian match just because of how more feel good that moment was because brian actually won the title at that event but yeah, I, I think overall, Juice, I think you and I both have two pretty good WrestleManias. Uh, another thing I want to add about that match was um, it's crazy about the amount of times that they had just, I mean, Kurt Angle's always going to go for the ankle lock multiple times, but the way that they had multiple creative escapes, like obviously the win with the slip, but they, I remember they also had a spot where, uh, I mean, they have the stare to cool spot where it's like him enduring and enduring and finally get into the ropes they also had a spot i think it was pretty like a it was a crazy pretty unique counter into ensigary which doing ensigary as a counter is not um unique but the way that eddie did it was it was kind of it was just so fast and smooth it was also taken perfectly by kurt angle and it's just two guys that just can work well with anyone and yeah oh that that's a match i wish they just rolled back more multiple more times i agree i do agree and if you guys agree with us whether it is with our wrestlemania cards or just one of the particular categories we pick you can let us know on social media and juice where can the people do that well you can go to twitter and you type capital t capital o capital t capital c underscore capital p lowercase o lowercase d then you go to instagram you type t o t c underscore p o d all lowercase yes and as we come crashing down to the map on this episode of top of the cage want to thank you all so much for tuning in and if you are listening to us on apple or spotify and you do not leave us a five-star review that means that are you specifically you that person leaving us that five-star review will not get five-star content and that is just a fact fact and again thank you all so much for tuning in and we will catch you next time